I, the holy goddess Sahili, hear you, my sweet cleric. Your journey is at an end. I have the fable you seek. Listen well, and take heed its wisdom. Hello and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter we listened as Nyx and Stampy embedded themselves in the heart of Lemwood Castle and the village that exists within. Their mission to deliver a centuries overdue letter to the Lord Julius Lemwood. Using Stamp Stumbler's primeval awareness to sense his favoured enemy, postal recipients, they determined the location of their recipient to be near the chapel in the east of the castle. They head into the walled-off garden of the chapel now, as peasants gawp at the sight of two gnomes in the castle. But what will they find within? This is Chapter 3 of The Postal Code. We're like, we're gnomes! Stop <laughs> staring! <laughs> we're people! You walk backwards through the door. <laughs> And close the door behind you. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. This is my favourite race. Just because it's like the weird... It's the weirdos. Um, and uh, they... Uh, when you when you go through this door, you find, indeed, it is a small wooded clan. It seems to be these sorts of um, thin pined trees. Uh and uh, they've got sort of very brittle grey needles, and even as you brush, sort of move through them, uh, all the needles sort of brush off and fall onto you and into your cloak. Um, and you keep walking up until you find, along this small path that leads through the trees, a small temple. And you see, as you get closer, that around the temple are small graves, as you are in a graveyard of sorts that surround the temple. Um, well, I did not expect this. <laughs> she says, <laughs> with her eyes first <laughs> raised at Stampy. Maybe one of the names, maybe one of the people here has has the, the persons. Julius Lemwood is alive. We had confirmation of that. Again, if this all turns out to be a big misunderstanding and Julius Lembrook turns out to be dead... Lemwood. Lem cake. I would love. It's just never hurts to make sure. You think of it when you say lem cake, you're like, mmm, lem cakes in your head. Oh. <laughs> Nick's is as well. <laughs> you're both like, mmm, lem cakes. We should ask Catherine to make us some for tomorrow. Mm. You nod. You stand in Wait. front of. <laughs> I think we got distracted there. What are you talking about? We got here. And then we thought about lamb cakes, and we made plans. <laughs> as as you talk uh, outside this temple, you hear the door open from these double doors of this temple, and um, you see a tall and rather severe-looking woman um, dressed in uh, a very simple grey set of robes um, and a hood that comes over her head, um, as she opens the door, she has a frown. Who are you? What are you doing here? Oh, well, good morning. She looks like morning. over the top of you and to the left and right. A good morning to you. Who let you in here? Uh, the door was unlocked. We were looking for people. Julius Lemwood <laughs> we're looking for. No. And she sort of, her eyes grow wide and she sort of shakes her head slightly. You should, you should not be here. Oh. This is this is a very sacred place for the Lemwood family, and they are not to allow visitors outside. We have just wandering around in here. We are so sorry. We did not mean to offend anyone. We, we were just looking for Julius Lemwood. We have a letter to deliver to Julius. Would you know where to find him? It's quite a it's quite a late delivery from what we've been told, if that helps. But it's very important. Julius Lemwood is not in the castle at the moment. He's he should be here what excuse me? Tell me he's dead. What? Is he? What? 
tell you he's dead. Why would you want our lord to die? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> you just shake your head. Julius Lemwood is not in the castle at present. Uh, would you know where he is, just because we need to deliver this letter to him personally? No one else will do. The lord is doing whatever is his business, and I would... Well, t- a- to be... Not to... Uh, I don't mean to offend you, ma'am. You already have offended me by being here. And I am so sorry, but uh, we are Ravens of Morn, and it is our sworn duty to uh, deliver mail to uh, people who are... are well, I am a cleric it. of Paylor, and I am here to defend this sanctum from those who would wish to defile it. We oh, don't, we don't, we don't want not... to defile it. We well, were just looking for... Uh, then kindly leave, for the Lord is not here in... Uh, he is not here to pray currently. Could you please let him know that there is a... Le- we just want to give him a letter and then leave. We're, we don't We don't want to impose on him. We don't, we don't want to interrupt his business. We just want to give him the letter and leave. We just want to leave and then retire with a horse named Bok. What? <laughs> Look, uh, we... Uh, I- if you could just point us in the right direction of Julius Lemwood or where he will be when he returns from his business, we would appreciate it so much. Please. Uh, actually, roll, roll persuasion check. Uh, 18. You can roll the advantage since Stampy is helping. In, in a way. Okay, 18. 18 still? Yeah. Um, well, if you would like, I can take the letter and I can give it to him personally. Uh, oh, are you no. related to him? I have a close relationship with No, but are, are you related to him by blood? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Uh, we need to deliver the letter to Julius. Hmm. Uh, it ha- this this letter has a gold wax seal, and uh, gold wax seal means that it cannot be handed to anyone but the recipient who it is. Does not mean anything to me. Look, oh, if you want well, to. Well, uh, don't just <laughs> talk down about the mail system. It is a sacred system, and I do not appreciate your tone. I shall. F- as you started raising your voice, she was like, do I need to fetch the guards to remove you from this sanctuary? We will go, ma'am, <laughs> because I do not like your attitude. And I, you know what? I am offended by you. you. Lift up your hand and, and you not, place it in front of her. I do not wish to speak with you any longer. I cannot speak to people that don't respect the male. And you turn around. And march out of there. I, s- I slowly follow her, just chuckling. <laughs> Similarly, you're walking backwards, <laughs> keeping eye contact. She sort of furrows her brow, um, and uh, you walk out of there. Um, it seems that... Uh, Can you believe her? Well, it's not the... She's not the first rude person we've met here. No, this is a rude city. So you wander around and get your bearings for the castle. Um, it seems that that sort of large clearing that you were looking at before seems to be some sort of um, dueling yard of sorts. Um, but also for jousting and for uh, maybe some s- sort of event. Um, it is uh, later in the day as the sun sort of reaches its zenith when you uh, gather... To with all the rest of the throng of uh, the small folk as they make their way to the large square keep uh, right at the north of the castle um, as people seem to be making their way there for the feast. Um, as you sort of enter in, uh, there are quite Nix a few people... Nix is still ranting to Stampy about <laughs> that woman disrespecting the male. The entire mail. two hours. <laughs> yeah. um, as you sort of wind your way in, there are quite a lot of strange looks at you guys. Uh, and G N O M E S. Look us up. I don't know how to spell, says a man as he sort of walks beside you. I make intense eye contact with him as I walk and then. We're gnomes. No, gnomes. Oh. <laughs> um, right. He's sort of like. So it keeps. It's a shifty, shifty glance between the two of you. Um, as you go in through the keep. Um, you make your way down a hallway and uh, find yourselves in a 
large opening chamber, like a great hall, um, with many long tables set about it. You can see that um, there are uh, several um, deer that have been uh, hunted and prepared, and um, they are sort of uh, laid out in a giant fashion in three large dishes on each of these long tables. Um, and there is a grand chair, like a throne, and then uh, two seats either side of that throne. Um, you can see sitting at the two seats, uh, in one of them is uh, the master of arms that you met the night before, Arthur Drim. And in the other, you would assume, is the Castellan, um, who watches over the castle in the Lord's stead, whose name you have not got yet. Um, you sit down with all the small folk and you can see that um, uh, as you two walk in, you see the Master of Arms lean over to the Castellan and whisper in his ear. Um, and he looks at you two. You can see the Castellan... You wave. <laughs> full hand, yeah. flashing in full gnomish style. Um, you can see that uh, he is remarkably handsome. Um, he is... Uh, porcelain white uh, he's got like white hair almost uh, it's a creepy sort of handsome uh, I'm it's not like gonna... a Draco Malfoy he's a bit of a Draco's dad <laughs> type deal, If no if Draco grew up um, and uh, he has a long uh, cane that he sort of sits with as well, where, where do I get my inspiration <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, and he sort of eye, he keeps a firm eye on the both of you. Well, he's striking. Wow, another rude person. <laughs> you guys take your seats, and everybody sort of settles in. Um, and uh, you see uh, the Master of Arms stand up, and uh, he um, sort of lifts up a goblet. Um, and slams it once on the table uh, in front of him as they sort of sit higher up above everybody else. Um, And uh, immediately, uh, just a wave of silence crosses over all these people. Um, And... I'm going to... Nyx looks unsettled. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look unsettled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... uh, you see the Castellan stand. Thank you so much, oh dear. Master of Arms. Now the good people of Castle Lemwood be merry, for we have a feast for which we shall celebrate. I know that it has been a difficult year, but I'm sure that we shall pull together and really strengthen ourselves as a community. Well, he is just downright creepy. What a, what a dumb accent he has. <laughs> Almost as if he can hear you whispering. <laughs> Actually. Exactly as if he can hear what you're saying. Um, he makes eyes at the two of you, as gnomes often do in long halls that they've snuck into. <laughs> I see that we have some guests. A Namfoodle, Shepin, Stamp Stumbler, and a Nix, Knackle, Live Letter, a pair of gnomes. Hello! You stand up from your chair and wave to everybody. People are, like, keeping their heads down. As I understand it, you have a letter for our lord. You see, at this moment, uh, sort of late uh, to the rest of the party, um... That severe woman that you saw before uh, marches in the room. Oh, great. Um, to get, and she goes up and stands across near the wall up near the other two. Now, I would love to know, and I'm sure that everybody else would love to know, is we are all a great family here at Castle Lemwood. What message you might have for our lord? We c- oh, we, d- we don't. We do not know that. Uh, we do not read the mail that we are delivering. That would be insane. The letter was meant to have been delivered four hundred years ago. It is for Julius Lemwood, 
size only. Uh, not for us, not for anyone else. As, as you say 400 years ago, uh, a flurry of whispers and gossip breaks out amongst all of the small folk around the tables. Stampy, you're not supposed to share information like that. And uh, again, the master of arms like bangs a goblet, and at first, like people don't seem to notice. They continue whispering. And he bangs it again and shouts over everybody. Silence! And like people oh, sort of quieten down again. Uh, that must be a mistake. Yes, what, uh, what must be a mistake? Our lord has not lived for 400 years. Yes, that was my original. I thought that maybe he would have um, perished in the 400 years. I beg your pardon. But it, uh, but it, because the, who, the letter was addressed to him 400 years ago. It, it was a long time ago, he means. So, uh, you know, uh, it would... It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that he had passed away in that time. And I know that humans don't live as long as us gnomes. See, I know information about a race again, that I'm not. Again, there's like some whisk <laughs> Shots fired at these peasants. <laughs> um, again, whispers break out. And again, uh, the Master of Arms calls for their silence, this time uh, signalling the guards stationed at the walls um, to... Uh, show some of their swords, but you can see even the guards are looking shifty left to right at each other, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it was implied to us yesterday that uh, Julius was on his way back. Uh, and uh, it seems that we are both at fault, the Castellan smiles at you. For it seems that you are, of course, of a higher station than should have been left to spend a night in the village. And he looks sideways at the master of arms who sort of looks a little bit sheepish uh, and upset at himself of course perhaps rather than eating with some of the common folk of our castle you could come and have this feast privately with us in the lord's chambers right uh, but the question really is is the lord still living is he on his way The Lord back? lives, let nobody doubt that. And, like, you see, like, eyes, like, mm. he sort of stares at the rest of the, the, the small folk as he says this. Right. Uh, Listen. Is that a metaphor? No. And he shall be here in a few days. Mm. Our sources indicate that he will arrive a lot sooner than that. Would you like to come eat with us in the Lord's quarters, or would you like to be taken to come eat with us in the Lord's quarters? This is not the first time we have been invited into a Lord's quarters. I assume your Lord's quarters has a big lever in it, and when you pull the lever, wolves come out. He looks utterly perplexed. Is that a yes or a no? We would be... Honored to share your table. He like snaps his fingers. Two guards come up beside you. They don't put their hands on you or anything, but they walk with you. Wow, it is so nice to have an escort around a place you are unfamiliar with. Same dwarf, dwarven man with the ginger beard in his full armor next to you. He goes, My name is Tind. Hello, Tind. No, no, don't, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me now. You are uh, walked across the room to a doorway where it seems the Lord sort of walks with you. You see the Master of Arms stays in the main chamber. He calls out to all the small folk. He's like, in your face, sort of thing. And he, like, barks orders for people. And people, like, go about eating their food. This is not a, not a welcoming city. Um, you are led into the next chamber. It seems to be a much smaller hall with several large paintings. You see one painting of a... Uh, quite a slim man with um, sort of amber colored eyes he has um, sort of red hair uh, that uh, seems to be very very well cut he's wearing a uh, very regal and noble outfit as he poses with a set of uh, like three or four dogs that are sitting around as he sits on a large uh, seat that you recognize as the same throne from the previous room. 
Um, and there are several other pictures of people that are either him or people that look very similar to him. And you would assume that's family. You can I see that's Julius. Labeled under it, it is Julius Lemwood. You can spot. I was correct. <laughs> As you get closer, um, you sit at a table that, um, or you're prompted to sit as ta- chairs are pulled out. You can notice there are now like about 10 guards in here with you, um, along with. Seems like overkill. We are gnomes. Um, Throw the letter at him. Um, at, and the, then... at the painting? Maybe that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> As you clock that the painting's not the castle. <laughs> um, now, I would like to apologize. As he says, you see like a sort of toothy smile appears in his face. Mm. It appears that your welcome has been poor. You speak so slowly. I'm sorry. We're in a rush. The light, so his smile stays, but like the light in his eyes is just gone. <laughs> the Lord should be here in a few days, and if you can wait, you can give it to him then. Or you can give it to me now, and we, we cannot can be done give it, it to you cannot. now. That is against our. Code. So I have heard. What's to stop us? I'm sorry. What's to stop us from taking this letter from you? For of course. It is Lord Lemwood's Sir, I property. would not attempt that. I have wizard abilities, <laughs> and I am not afraid to use them. Put your hand on your wand like it's a gun. You see a few of the, the guards like around the room are like shifting on their feet. I am very serious about the mail and the sanctity of delivering mail. If you try to take this letter from me, I will use force. This is not the first Lord's Chamber in which we were threatened by armed guards. There's a palpable silence and tension. The last guy had more dogs than you, and they weren't dogs. <laughs> so you said before. Well. Well, it seems that I can't dissuade you. And he sort of sighs. You see the tension drop from his shoulder as he sort of weighed up his choices. And he looks over to the corner at... Uh, a servant who's waiting by the door. He snaps his fingers and he goes, fetch some food for our visitors. Um, I, I can't have dairy. I don't think you're being serious, but in no case... No dairy. And he like, just says to him, he's like, Oof, like nods and rushes off. Now, Ravens of Morn, you know I was once sent a letter when I was a boy. Really? Yes, the raven delivered it then. Was that a good experience? Would you like to take a quick survey? <laughs> Not particularly, no. Oh, no one ever wants to take my survey. Stop bringing that. Nobody needs you to do that. Uh, they're not even, they're not stand, standard. I've just made them. I, I mean, I want to find out what we can be doing better. Mm, I just think maybe letting people just give the letter over to whoever it's meant to be. Well, that would not be appropriate I because ag- then, sorry, you go. I agree. We should be able to just give the letter to whoever knows no, the person. No, no, that would not be appropriate because mm. then the person, we can't guarantee that the person whose letter it is is receiving it. It's Two large shanks of uh, meat upon plates with uh, vegetables laid about them uh, are placed down on the table. Oh, just two. Yes, I ate earlier. Oh, right. I ate earlier also. And so did Stampy. Where does all this food come from? Your people seem so... Your people and horses seem so hungry. Make an investigation check. Can I assist? Yeah. Oh, dear. I think I know what happened to the horse. <laughs> Thirteen. Um, Fifteen. You think that perhaps... <laughs> Whilst there were several deer, that a large number of the meat that you're eating are horses. Oh, we haven't started eating it yet. But that that, that were being eaten in the Great Hall mm-hmm. as well. Cool. Now you know... I'm sorry, uh, what sort of meat is this? Deer. It doesn't look like venison to me. Hmm. Would Do you, you eat ta- venison very often? Oh, yes. We eat it all, all the time in Morn. <laughs> it's practically coming out of our ears. We travel a lot. We bring a lot of food back to Morn. 
venison is food. We don't really bring food back. That's not our job. But we we do eat it a lot. If you were wondering, which you were because you asked. It's Nissen. not my favorite. Bit gamey. If you'll excuse me, I may go and eat with the rest of the make an appearance to the to the common folk before I adjourn for the evening. Great. Bring your plate here. We'll wait. Excuse me. Eat with us. You both <laughs> say with the normish smiles. I would rather not. Thank you. Is it because we're gnomes? No, of course not. Oh, that's that... that's what everyone in this town's been saying. <laughs> we we walked into a temple earlier, and there were crowds of people jeering at us. You did what? Oh, jeering. We, we you just... walked into. Paylor's temple. Whilst being jeered at. The Lemwood family temple. During I'm a sorry, jeering. we're obviously not from here. Is that offensive to walk yes. into a temple? Strictly forbidden to all that who are not part of Lord Lemwood's close guard, why his you, family. Right. Why, why do you not have a sign saying that at the Because entrance? it is known as we do not often get visitors who just waltz around. You two... We're here to deliver a letter, and we and everyone's you... so vague. Yes, I'm, I'm very well aware of what you're here to do. Right. Uh, I think you could lo- use some tips about your tourism industry. <laughs> but also, uh, eat with us. Uh, we could play a game, get to know each oh, other. She does Enjoy games. your food as he like starts to walk out. We, oh. we want to leave. We want the same thing you want. You say that as he walks out of the room. Um, you see, like, half the guard walk away with him. So there's now only five guard there. Uh, one of which is the dwarven man from before. Um, he just, like, looks amongst the rest of his guard. He goes, Nobody freak out. I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> and, like, all the guards are, like, sort of, like, quivering a little bit. And, like, one of them's like, Yeah, no, do it, do it, come on. <laughs> like, he just comes up and goes, My name is Tind." Your name was Nix, right? Yeah. Um, things aren't right here at Castle Lemwood. There, there's things that are very wrong. Lord, he hasn't, he hasn't ever been here whilst I have been here. And now they're talking about him coming back. It seems like something awful is approaching. And last night, they brought some sort of horrible thing through the gates I saw. That's so, that's so racist. We are gnomes. No, no, not you. Not you. Oh. They they brought a carriage. But I don't know. I, I got all sorts of a feeling from it. It was a... I got a look as I came through and we walked through the streets. While no one was looking, I peered through the, the window. But there wasn't a person inside there. Was there anything inside? There was a box. Something's not right. And you arriving and this all happening can't be coincidence. I think Paylor has sent someone to help us in some way. They took it to the crib. Uh, <laughs> you just see <laughs> Stamps down the rolling his eyes um, Thank you for telling us all this This is gonna Don't be a food. And he like quickly walks back to his post um, As uh, You hear the sound Of clinking armor I, um, I uh, push the, <laughs> yeah, the go Plates on. on the ground You push the plates on the ground yeah. Both of the plates yeah. You quickly grab them and push the plates on the ground Yeah you push the plates on the ground? Yeah, okay. I push them on the ground. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. So you like push them on the ground, there is a they both break. And then I'm like, oh no! <laughs> Make a deception check. Um What's that? What do, what, what do deception I Deception is charisma if you don't have proficiency in it. Uh She's not a great liar. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. So as he walks in. He just sees you with your hands up in your air in a shrug. 
Oh, I just knocked the food on the ground. Gnomes are so clumsy. You wouldn't know because you haven't been around <laughs> as much. But we are oh, yep. just that clumsiest. The word, the word stumble is in my name. I concur. You see, it is the master of arms, Arthur Drim. Stern. He looks tired like he got no sleep last night. You too have caused enough trouble. Perhaps you should leave tonight. Forget about this business. Right. We can't. Well, we can't do that because we still have a letter to deliver. What? He sort of looks at the broken plates covered in food on the ground. <laughs> he like snaps his fingers to two of the guys. He goes, clean that up. And they Sorry. sort of set about it. Can I, ask, <laughs> can I ask you a question, Drimb? Yes. Drim. It was just Drim. That's what I said, Drimg. Do you... He's just, like, staring at you. So exhausted. Have you been working here a long time? You look tired. Since I was 12. You've been master of arms since you were 12? No. Oh. I'm sorry. I was, I was going to be very impressed. Anyway... <laughs> Don't you don't you wish one day that you can stop and just relax and retire? This is ridiculous. I need to deliver this letter. I know why you're here. If you two tell me one more time why you are here, I swear you... I shall take your lives in this room where you sit. There oh, is no you... law out here but my law. Yeah, the law you, you, of... You wouldn't want to do mean, that. And I... You take I out your out wand. wand. He unsheaths his sword. I pull out my You both crossbow. stand, like, pushing your chairs back. All the guards sort of look a bit nervous and scared. Um, uh, <laughs> he, he lets out a chuckle under his breath. Um, he just shouts uh, in the room uh, to the five guard that are there. He goes... Men, to me! And... Um, are we, are we starting this? Three of them march slowly to you. You see that the dwarven man and uh, his sort of taller, ganglier friend just sort of stay near you guys. And they, they look, they have like pleading looks in their eyes, the other men. You can see the other men that move towards them are like, they're on the fence, they move over. Um, and it is at this point I would like you to roll initiative. Oh. <laughs> Three. Eleven. Three? Eleven? Okay. Um, so, uh, first up are all the guards. Oh, shit. So as sort of the tension builds in the room, you uh, slip your wand out of its uh, holder and raise it up. And I imagine, uh, Stampy, you sort of loosen the strap of the heavy crossbow that sits across your shoulder underneath the cloak, and it swings down under your armpits and into into your hands uh, like someone's flinging out a crossbow. Uh, a shotgun, I meant. It's funny how the wires get metalled up. Um <laughs> The guards all immediately draw their swords as well and stand ready at each other. We don't want to hurt any of you. They immediately draw their swords and take a step forward and you can see the dwarven man as he sort of steps like at the sides of you um, sort of stare and there's just like this moment of tension and uh, you see uh, the master of arms like, cowards! as each of them sort of just like, they're, they're, they're like ready to fight, but they're not quite committing. They don't want to throw the first uh, blow. Uh, next person in the order is Stampy. What are you going to do? No one has no one has attacked yet. I'm just going to talk to them. What do you say? Fellas, I've never shot a you child have... before. What? <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> that was really, I'm sorry I interrupted I've never shot a child before, unless you count baby wolves. I don't want okay, to... Okay, that's your turn. <laughs> make a persuasion check. Or make an intimidation check with, a, with advantage. Which is the same, it's charisma. 
Oh. Well, that's a that's a, a one. Do you, oh. With advantage. Eighteen. Eighteen. So, uh, as you sort of level your crossbow, uh, there's a gleam of the metal point on the bolt that is pre-loaded into it, and you sort of swing it around the room slightly, very slowly across each of them, yeah. uh, and they each gulp uh, the three guards uh, on your side. Uh, but none of them none of them react in any other way except for, like, slight shuffles of their feet. Um, it is now Drim's turn. And uh, sort of staring right at you with your crossbow out. Um, uh. Uh, <laughs> so you growl under your breath. Um, uh, he shouts as he swings his greatsword at you. You two are more trouble than you're worth! And he, like, swings it at you. You should not have done that. <laughs> oh, I love the cool... Uh, those cool moments. Like, the, the cool one-liners. Uh, okay. So his first attack... What is your, your armor class? 15. So your, his first attack uh, swings above your head as you duck and weave outside of the sword. The second attack comes quickly in, in uh, beside it, but you manage to bring up uh, your heavy crossbow just in time, and there's a small plate of metal that uh, uh, re-strengthens um, the bottom of the crossbow that it clangs off of, um, and uh, he uh, just growls as he's just like right next to you as his longsword you are like pushed back a foot uh, from the sheer force of the blade oh. clanging into your crossbow uh nix it is your turn i cast blind deafness on him yes do you cast blindness or deafness blindness okay so uh what do you say as you or how does how does the flourish look what's what's nix's spellcasting style uh, it's very big, all arms, and she—it's <laughs> like it's like she's fencing, but with a wand. Yeah. Um, and she just like yells the spell, the incantation, the incantation, as and, enthusiastically as she can. Yeah, and she's got like crazy eyes, just like <laughs> so intense. As she's uh, shouting the words and moving her hands, you see even the guards next to you sort of take steps back because they're not sure what you're doing. The wand uh, whistles out um, and your the tip of your wand is like right next to his head when he looks around and he's like <laughs> and you can just see the uh, a wisp of smoke hit him in the side of the head and his eyes just cloud over for a second. <laughs> Um, as he shouts out, um, and uh, surrender. <laughs> oh, that is your turn. Uh, it. it is. I it, had another thing I wanted to do. It <laughs> are the guard. It's the guards' turns again. Um, and uh, as two of them see, as the three of them see you cast magic, they seem <laughs> to be afraid of you specifically. Uh, you can see the. You hear the dwarf. Your dwarven friend Tind. Um, sort of like clamor for them to stop uh, and two guards meet two opposing guards but there is one unchecked as Tind and his friends defend you uh, one manages to get through the melee and swing his sword uh, at you uh, Nyx um, that is a hit against your little armor class um, please take uh um, 12 points of damage as uh, you sort of start calling uh, on the back end of your spell uh, you feel uh, a blade slide across uh, your shoulders and even dig into the to the bone slightly as it draws back away and you feel like the hot trickle of blood move through your clothing and you gasp um, as he seems the guard in front of you seems to look uh, to be like a young man he seems absolutely terrified just like the grit of uh, the melee has consumed him um, it is now Stampy's turn can I shoot the sword out of his hand oh. uh, yes make an attack roll so 15 
15. Yeah, like Stampy is pretty <laughs> pretty good with that with that heavy crossbow. Phew. You also get two attacks a turn. So the first yep. attack uh, shoots into his hand and uh, clangs the metal blade, uh, and it seems to like turn it oddly in his wrist. And so he like drops it to the ground, um, and he looks up at you like you can see just like the whites of his eyes, utterly terrified. I'm like, oi! <laughs> Make an intimidation check with your bonus action. Two. Two. Um, he seems to sort of... The oi is sort of drowned in the rest of the clamour of the fighting. Like, he can't really get a, a, a vibe on wh what you're trying to say. He does look afraid, but he's not really sure what action yeah. he's taking. Uh, it's Drim's turn again. He is blind. Do I need to attack again? Uh, you, do you want to use your second attack? Just to shoot another sword off someone else? Um, I'll allow it. Okay. So that's a 18. 18. Who are you aiming at? One of the other two. Okay, but not not the main dude. Not not Drim. Not Drim. Um, you shoot it in another one. This guy seems to have a better grip with his sword, and the bolt just <laughs> and ricochets off the blade. Um, and uh, you see the dwarf that was fighting him, uh, Tilled, just sort of looks at you, what the hell? <laughs> like, as the bolt just thuds into the side of a painting. <laughs> Um, it is now Drim's turn. Uh, he is going to, because you're in quite small space, still just swing for you, Nyx. Mm -hmm. uh, he will be doing it with disadvantage since he is blinded. Yeah. How long does that last, by the way? Does it sound uh, spell? It lasts for one minute. One minute? Yeah. As long as you're concentrating. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you got hit before. Make a concentration uh, save. It's a concentration spell, yeah? How, how would I know if it's a concentration spell? It usually has a little C on it. Can I see the card for a second? Um, you are right. Um, at the end of each of its turn, it gets to do it again, but it's not a concentration spell. Wow, that's pretty good. So, uh, still blind, he is going to swing wildly um, with disadvantage. That is a natural one. As uh, which is good because the first roll was a 19. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's almost like the blade swings overhead, and you see this huge great sword carving through the air. Next, as you look up and you gulp, and you manage to just move to the side before it buries itself into the wooden floor um, and gets stuck there. Uh, and you see him like wrenching for it. Uh, he's going to make a save again. Uh, that is a fail. He remains blind as he just growls and he mutters curses under his breath uh, against these two gnomes uh, in his in his uh, quarters. He does get to attack again or like try and at least pull it free. Um, he pulls the blade free and on the upswing uh, just misses Nyx again as uh, it seems to be carving towards your arm as you're flailing around again, uh, but you move your arm just in time enough away that it, it seems to just uh, cut a few raven's feathers off from your cloak as they drift to the ground. Um, it is now your turn. We do not come to cause harm. We just want to deliver mail, and if you don't stop now, sir, I will have to attack properly. <laughs> Make That will be your whole act. No. <laughs> if you talk in your entire action. That is just six seconds. And then I cast the spell. <laughs> so are you trying to persuade everybody to stop, or yeah. are you casting a spell? Which you oh, choose. Oh no! How bad does he seem? Uh, in what way? He's pretty pissed. Like, like a bad guy, though. Uh, as far as you know, he seems like not great. He seems a pretty angry and violent dude. I cast fireball at him. Okay, so before you do that. <laughs> Fireball is a 20-foot ranged oh, spell. Okay. It would incinerate the entire him. room. Okay, you zap him? Yeah. Okay, so you cast a the cantrip zap. You leave me no choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that's a cantrip, I'll let you try and persuade everybody as well uh, as a bonus action. So you say, you leave me no choice, and you uh, place your wand right up underneath, underneath his armpit. Um, make an attack roll. A natural one. Natural one. Um, 
you say, you leave me no choice, and you place your arms, and you sort of, like, feeling terrible, like, look away, because you don't want to see the pain that you do, um, and at just that moment, uh, he moves forward, and a, like, a quick bolt of electricity just darts from the end of your wand, and hits uh, a painting, destroying the face on it, um, and do, do you say, no, you, you don't get, I don't think you can make a persuasion check on the end of, you can say something. Let's just all take a minute. <laughs> and that you say that after. <laughs> Let's all just take a minute. Um, it is are the guards' turns. Did you want me to roll persuasion on that? No. Um, <laughs> it seems like uh, your guards are winning the fight, oh. as one of them manages to uh, trip and knock out uh, one of the opposing guards. <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, again, there is that one guard that stands unattested near you, um, Nyx. And seeing you shoot another spell, he will go to attack you again oh. after picking up his sword. Uh, which means that he's going to have disadvantage on this attack because of all the stumbling around he has to do to like grab it. Um, that is still a 10, and that's your armor class, yeah? Yeah. Um, please take three points of damage. Um, just three? Just three. Uh, as the blade like swings around and it just catches you in the leg, cutting you slightly. Uh, and it stings, but in the moment of the battle, it doesn't doesn't really phase you too much. Um, and it is now Stampy's turn again. Uh... <laughs> he says under his breath as there's just like... Can we stop? He's just like pointing his crossbow. Uh... <laughs> I... What does Stampy do? I'm not allowed to say anything, am I? No, you can't. You can use your reaction to say something very brief, if you'd like. Reaction to being hit? So, your reaction is like one of your things that you can do outside of your turn. Oh, Sometimes okay. I grant them. But instead of that, you can speak, if you'd like. Very short okay. uh, phrases and words. <laughs> Stampy, hit the two guys that keep attacking everyone! <laughs> <laughs> she says as she dodges swords swinging all around her. I shoot at the I shoot at the guy who just hit Nix's sword again. Hit Nix with the, the one you shot the sword out of the yeah. hands of? Like you've given him his warning? Yeah. Okay. So no, 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 sorry, I shoot the sword again. You shoot the sword again, cool. Make the attack roll. Yeah. Shoot him. That's a that's a twenty-one. Uh, oh man, he was so ready for it as well, but it seems it doesn't matter. He's like gripping his sword, and as you like load another bolt into the crossbow and you level it up at him, he like makes direct eye contact as both his hands grip around the pommel of the sword. Still, you like fire it, and it just and the sword just and lands at the other end. He just like looks at his hands. What? <laughs> you have another shot as you crack. Uh, you ratchet the crank again on your dwarf, on your uh, gnomish uh, heavy crossbow. The bolt locks into place again. Uh, and you, who are you firing at? The the standing child with the sword still up. Uh, his sword. So the the other opposing guard. Yeah. Okay. Make make the attack roll. Uh, 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 twenty three. Twenty three. And you shooting the sword out of his hand. Again, it seems like this is like easy target practice uh, for uh, stumble, stamp stumble as like the swords just fly out of his hands. He similarly like looks aghast as now he is standing in front of uh, the dwarven man who like chuckles under his breath. Now he realizes what's going on. Uh, it is uh, the guards turns. Uh, those without swords are sort of held at sword point by the other two guards and they like raise their hands and they start backing away to the sides of the room. Uh, now it's just Nyx left with... Uh, it's now just you two and uh, the Master of Arms blinded, still flailing in the centre, shouting at you. Um, it is uh, his turn. Um, he will uh, swing again wildly, twice. Um... The first one does not hit. As he stumbles forward, Nyx, you manage to like duck and weave until you are sort of out of his range. 
and he is just standing there in the center, not really able to swing at anybody because he can't see them. He's going to try and save on his uh, blindness, and he succeeds as he manages to grit his teeth and vision locks back into place, and he turns to uh, the two of you as um, he uh, his eyes are now uh, fully working again. The guards behind him subdued, um, and it is your turn, Nyx. I. The guards, I should say, that have been subdued. The winning guards are on your side. Yeah. Surrender now. <laughs> you point your wand. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. As he like grips his uh, grips his sword. Of course, next turn of the guards, and as uh, one of them, uh, the two, the dwarven man and the lanky one, just walk up behind him, sweep his leg so he hits the ground with an oof, and then one of them just knocks the dwarven man, knocks him on the head once with his sword, and knocks him out. Um, and suddenly there's a stillness. Um, the two guards sort of just... Uh, the two guards that have been subdued and the third one that had his sword knocked away that's sort of just, like, standing awkwardly just sprint out of the room. Um, and you're left with uh, Tind, his uh, taller friend who comes over to you um, and just says, my name's, my name's Sam, by the way. Hi, Sam. I'm Nix. <sighs> this is Stampy. Um, you just see the two guards are sort of hyperventilating a little bit as well after the melee. Oh. Uh, one of them, the dwarven man goes over and like bars the door. What did we just do? No, Baylor. Sun standing against the door isn't going to do much good if everyone knows what just happened. Do you know somewhere safe nearby that we could go? <sighs> How to get out of here without being seen? I <sighs> I don't know, we can go out the back door, but... Well, we should probably do that quickly. Oh, I thought this was going to be a simple delivery. I can I take mean... you out to the castle if you need, but... I don't know, I can't leave my family. We're not asking you to do no, that. No, this, this isn't a quest. We're just here to deliver a letter. That was Chapter 3 of The Postal Code. You had Pedro Cure as Stamp Stumbler and Louise Cox as Nix. Check back later this week for the next episode of The Postal Code. Um, if you'd like to check out some info about the players or send us a message, go to fateandfables.com. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, uh, share it around with your friends, uh, on Twitter, with people at your table. Um, well, all right, that's all for now. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables. <laughs> <laughs>